Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. I hope you guys are having a great day. I am excited for today, letter 28. So close to the end here, so it's getting into really deep stuff. We covered a lot of stuff that's kind of more surface level, and now we're getting into just deep stuff that can happen in the world, too. So this letter starts out talking with Screwtape telling Wormwood about the war, again, and the war proceeding is not good if men are dying because then they lose the immediate enjoyment of human suffering. So, they don't get to torture us if we're dying. Makes sense. So it says, Do you not know that bombs kill men? Or do you not realize that the patient's death at this moment is precisely what we want to avoid? He has escaped the worldly friends with whom you tried to entangle him. He has fallen in love with a very Christian woman and is temporarily immune from your attacks on his chastity. And the various methods of corrupting his spiritual life, which we've been trying so far, are unsuccessful. At the present moment, as the full impact of the war draws near and his worldly hopes take a proportionally lower place in his mind, full of his defense work, full of the girl, forced to attend to his neighbors more than he has ever done before and liking it more than he expected, taking out of himself, as the humans say, the daily increasing in conscious dependence on the enemy, he will almost certainly be lost to us if he is killed tonight. So, the patient has been resisting temptation. He has been helping his neighbors. He's drawing closer to God. If he gets killed by a bomb, he's going to heaven. And then, of course, the demons won't be able to torture him anymore and try to get him to hell. So, Screwtape is basically telling Wormwood that he's in trouble because he's allowing the patient to get to that point. Screwtape goes on to say, Do not let us be infected by our own propaganda. I know it seems strange that your chief aim at the moment should be the very same for which the patient's lover and his mother are praying, namely his bodily safety, but so it is. You should be guarding him like the apple of your eye. If he dies now, you lose him. If he survives the war, there is always hope. The enemy has guarded him from you through the first great wave of temptations, but if only he can be kept alive. You have time itself for your ally. The long, dull, monotonous years of middle-aged prosperity or middle-aged adversity are excellent campaigning weather. You see, it is so hard for these creatures to persevere. The routine of adversity, the gradual decay of youthful loves and youthful hopes, the quiet despair of ever overcoming the chronic temptations with which we have again and again defeated them, the drabness which we create in their lives, and the inarticulate resentment which we teach them to respond to it, all this provides admirable opportunities of wearing out a soul by attrition, which attrition means wearing it down to weaken, to destroy. So Screwtape wants the patient to live. He's telling Wormwood, protect him with your life. And I know it sounds weird because that's what the lover and the mom are also praying for. And we usually don't want what the humans want. But in this case, we want to keep him living because middle age, we can have even more temptations put out in front of him than he had in his youth. And then as Screwtape said, 
perseverance is hard for humans. Why is it so hard for us? We fall for the devil's tricks all throughout our life and lose our perseverance. But God has put in us to last, to be able to withstand the schemes of the devil. You know, Screwtape goes on to say that the older years are the best to deceive because that's when humans start feeling at home, that they belong here. And when our true home is heaven and we start to feel like we belong here, we start to get complacent. This place, all that we have, all that we live in right now is temporary. And we have to remember that. We have to remember that heaven is our permanent home, not here. It says, prosperity knits a man to the world. He feels that he is finding his place in it, while really it is finding its place in him. His increasing reputation, his widening circle of acquaintances, his sense of importance, the growing pressure of absorbing and agreeable work, build up in him a sense of being really at home in earth, which is just what we want. You will notice that the young are generally less unwilling to die than the middle-aged and the old. Young people are more willing to die than the middle-aged or older humans. I think it's because, like you said, they have had more time on earth and they get comfortable. It goes on to say, that is why we must often wish long life to our patients. 70 years is not a day too much for the difficult task of unraveling their souls from heaven and building them a firm attachment to earth. While they are young, we find them always shooting off at a tangent. Even if we contrive to keep them ignorant of explicit religion, the incalculable winds of fantasy and music and poetry, the mere face of a girl, the song of a bird, or the sight of a horizon are always blowing our whole structure away. They will not apply themselves steadily to the worldly advancement, prudent connections, and the policy of safety first. Inverate is their appetite for heaven that our best method at this stage of attaching them to earth is to make them believe that the earth can be turned into heaven at some future date by politics or eugenetics or science or psychology or whatnot. Real worldliness is a work of time, assisted, of course, by pride, for we teach them to describe the creeping death as a good sense of maturity or experience. It goes on to say, how valuable time is to us may be gauged by the fact that the enemy allows us so little of it. The majority of the human race dies in infancy. Of the survivors, a good many die in youth. It is obvious to him human birth is important, important chiefly as the qualification for human death, and death solely at the gate as to other kind of life. We are allowed to work only on a selected minority of the race, for what humans call a normal life is the exception. Apparently he wants some, but only very few, of the human animals with which he is peopling heaven to have had the experience of resisting us through an earthly life of 60 or 70 years. There is our opportunity. The smaller it is, the better we must use it. It's interesting that it talked about how God allows people to die young. He allows babies to die. And then that leaves a limited amount of people that are going to be tempted by the devil. So... The demons are saying with this limited amount of humans that they have to try and deceive and attempt, it's an opportunity that they have to do everything they can to deceive us. And I just want to tell you, every day is an opportunity that we're here on earth to draw closer to God and resist temptation. Drawing closer to God is why we're here on earth anyways. Treasure every moment that you have to be near God. Being here is a blessing, but our real home is heaven. We can choose to persevere as well. 
It talked about perseverance. One of the lessons in this letter is we can choose to persevere in our faith, in our relationships, in our prayers, in loving well, in enjoying ourselves, all of the things that we're made to do and gifted to do by living here on earth today are a blessing. So take advantage of that. Know that it's a blessing to be here on earth. And even though we have to go through trials and temptations, it's just part of God choosing you to live here today. And he has an exact calling on our lives and a reason for us being here. So ask him today, like, why do you want me here on earth, God? Why did you choose me over, like it said, you know, so many humans, they don't make it that long here on earth. Or when you have a loved one pass away, when they're going to heaven, they're going to so much of a better place that we can't even imagine. And even though it's extremely sad for us and heartbreaking, it's good for them because they're with God in heaven, which is our true home. Everything here is temporary which means that when we go to heaven, we're going to be home and we're going to be with our father. So that is letter 28. It was definitely one of the hardest ones for me to decipher from to from the old language to today's language. So I still encourage you, you should get the book and read it for yourself and see what insights you see in it. And even though it takes time to read this book, it's so worth it because of all the insight it brings. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow in letter 29. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, Please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.